is it okay that I, that I show that I, I don't want to feel like I'm showing off that I'm being um, conceited in some way. And why do we feel that way when we're just sharing the thing that makes us beautiful and exceptional in the world? Why do we have to feel that way? Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to explore. Hey everyone, I'm Bianca Schultz from the Children's Book Review, and this is the Growing Readers Podcast. Today's Dynamo guests are Tony Award winner Adina Menzel, the voice of Elsa from Disney's Frozen, and acclaimed writer and teacher Kara Menzel. They're here to talk about their picture book, Loud Mouse, which has the important message that the best thing you can be is yourself brave, bold, confident and bursting with self-esteem. Adina Menzel is a powerhouse, actor, singer-songwriter, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and now writer. She was Tony nominated for her Broadway performances in Rent and If Then, winning the prize for Wicked's Green Girl. People worldwide know her as Elsa in Disney's Oscar-winning Frozen and Frozen 2. She has performed at the Oscars and the Super Bowl and is the co-founder of a Broadway foundation whose mission is leadership development to amplify young women's voices through the arts. Loud Mouse is Adina's latest endeavor to build on the message of empowerment and finding our voices. Adina's greatest gift is her son, Walker. Cara Menzel's debut memoir, Voice Lessons, A Sister's Story, about her relationship with her superstar sister, was a Goodreads Choice Award nominee in 2017. Cara lives in Boulder, Colorado, where she and her husband raised their Brady Bunch of boys against the beauty of the Rocky Mountains. She has a master's degree in elementary education with an emphasis on children's literacy. And though she currently spends most of her time writing, she enjoyed teaching elementary school for well over a decade and can occasionally be found back in the classroom talking about books she loves. Loud Mouse is her first picture book. Before we get deep in conversation, here's the synopsis for Loud Mouse. Frozen's Elsa and Tony Award winner Adina Menzel, along with acclaimed writer and teacher Kara Menzel, present a lyrical picture book about a little mouse finding her big voice with the help of her sister. Dee loves to sing. She sings during her morning yoga. She even sings while practicing her math facts. She usually sings to herself. But when her teacher asks everyone to share something with the class, Dee knows just what to bring, a song. And as Dee sings, la 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 loudly, in front of her class for the first time, something extraordinary happens. Complete with gorgeous illustrations and filled with humor and heart, Loud Mouse is a clever tale about learning that sometimes your best self is big, brave, and yes, loud. 
Well, hello, Adina and Kara. I am so happy to have you here on the Growing Readers podcast today. Uh, you're actually the first pair of sisters that we've had here. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. So I'm thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about your debut picture book, Loud Mouse. So often in children's books, we encounter stories of finding one's voice. And Loud Mouse is unique to me because Dee the Mouse already has a voice. She has a loud voice, a beautiful voice. So she doesn't need to find her voice per se, but she does need to discover the self-confidence and bravery to use it. So this story of Dee and Carly is the perfect culmination of your personal and professional lives coming together. And it captures the bond of sisterhood, so I'd love to begin our conversation by finding out what your drive was for creating this particular picture book. What I think makes this an exception is that our protagonist, Dee, she has this big voice, but it's it's not until she decides that she's comfortable enough to share it. She's always just singing at home in front of the bathroom mirror or in her room. It's when she decides that it's worthy of sharing with other people in a public way that things happen and um, life gets a little more complicated and that her voice gets bigger and louder. And that all comes with the joy she feels with sharing this voice and how it feels and how it felt to me when I was a little girl, which is the inspiration of the book, to share this thing that I love to do so much and that I really thought I was good at, but also how frightening that was to be, how would I be perceived when I was my best? It meant I had to make myself vulnerable. And so being authentic and vulnerable uh, requires a lot of courage. So it was more about, it was that, it was like, is it okay that I show that I, I don't want to feel like I'm showing off that I'm being um, conceited in some way. And why do we feel that way when we're just sharing the thing that makes us beautiful and exceptional in the world? Why do we have to feel that way? So that's kind of what I wanted to explore. And that's when I decided after many years of being asked to do a children's book and not knowing what I would want it to be about, I woke up one day and I thought, I think this is where, this is the territory I would like to live in. And I don't want to do it unless I can do it with my sister, who is a much better writer than me and is an incredible teacher and also focuses on literacy with her teaching. So she could really um, bring a total perspective um, to how we wrote the book and the language we use and all of that kind of stuff. Kara, what did it mean to you to create this book with your sister? And, and what was your driving force for wanting to be a part of it? Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if I didn't? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like a million reasons why I was like, yes, let's do it. I was with her when she was having these feelings, when she was testing out her voice in the world. And seeing, you know, what happened, what happens, how do people respond? How does she manage, manage that response? And, and how does it impact her as she's developing an identity, you know? So I felt a very personal connection to that story. And then 
Also to work with her in a professional capacity means that I get more time with her because she's very, very busy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it means I get to, I get to, you know, work with some of my strengths with my sister, which is, is so much fun. You know, usually teaching is in a classroom with parent, well, with parents, they get to appreciate me and the kids get to appreciate me, but it's nice to, to be able to work with those skills, that skill set with my sister. Yeah. To me, I feel like after reading the story, what you both bring really shines and comes through. I mean, I imagine with Adina's experience with with character work and voice work, clearly, and Kara, your educational background as a teacher, and you've written your book, your memoir, Voice Lessons. So it makes sense to me that it, it was the two of you that would create this particular beautiful story. There's so much to love about Loudmouse from the characters to the fun word choices and the artwork, but I'd love to dive into the characters of Dee and Kara Lee. And Adina, you touched a little bit on Dee already, but I want to dive in a little bit deeper with her. And and I'm curious what you want listeners to know about Dee in terms of who she is and what we can learn from her. Oh, (laughs) Hmm. I think what I want people to take away from the book, what we want people to take away from the book is kind of what I said before is the power we have when we really are, we don't shy away from being our most authentic selves. And that's a process and a journey. And I think the journey is trying to just keep doing what we love and what makes us feel really fulfilled. And not every child and not every person in life may know that they want to be, you know, a successful performer when they're seven years old, jumping up from behind the couch singing. They may be on a different trajectory where they're trying to figure out who they are. But as long as you keep searching for what you love and how to connect with people and what it is in you that helps you to do that, what, what's your passion, you know? That's the thing that I I think I want people to take away. I also think um, that the sibling relationship in our book is very true to who we are as sisters in real life. And like Kara, taking words out of your mouth, like you like to say um, that it's the family and the friends and the people we trust around us that often help us to see who we are. Sometimes we're not objective. So what was the greatest gift about this collaboration was being able to say, I think I'd like to do a children's book. I want it to do with you. I want to do it with you. And knowing that she would get it right, you know, because often in collaborations, they can go a little awry. You know, you can start with a kernel of something you want to work on, and then someone else has a different vision for it. But I knew that my sister was the one who would keep it on track for for me. Kara, do you want to add anything as in terms of like a sister perspective on the character of, of D? You know, I just, I want to say one thing about what she just said, which is like, you know, she said different iterations of that before, but I like, it never gets old. It's always, <laughs> it's always nice to hear her sing my praises. It's so like, you know, so special. And I think that is a lot of what's in Loudmouth between those sisters. You know, not every sibling relationship is the same. We all have our family issues and family dynamics, you know, but at the heart of ours is really this genuine just enthusiasm and excitement about who we each are and how we have chosen to 
to connect with with the world around us. Why don't you tell us a little bit more from uh, your perspective of what Kara Lee brings to the story? I mean, we've touched on it a little bit, but it would be great to hear it from your your perspective. So, you know, she's this very, she kind of has this innocence about her and this perkiness, and yet she also has this wisdom but it's sort of veiled because she doesn't necessarily know she's being wise. She's just sort of, she has this beginner's mind about stuff. She's just kind of stating her obvious, you know, well, wait, who else would you be? (laughs) You know, kind of thing. And yet it's so powerful to hear that, for Dee to hear that in that context, you know, the context of this book Um, or when they're sitting under the stars and it just occurs to her to wonder, like, I wonder if, like, what if stars chose not to shine? Like, could they, could they do that? So it's not like she's deliberately trying to make her sister, you know, feel better or, or resolve things. It's that they're, they're just connected. And so she's in this state of wondering and in this state of, of connection that she, they kind of work off each other. In, in coming to in coming to a resolution. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that part of the story where they're looking at the stars and, you know, could a star choose not to shine? That moment, I just, I really, it was so special when I got to it. I, I really enjoyed that part. So I'm glad that you mentioned it. Dina, from your perspective, is there anything that you want to add about Kara Lee and the meaning of sisterhood? It's sort of that unconditional love thing, you know, where there's such um, relief and when you find people that you can just be yourself around and you can show your imperfections, you can reveal your deepest secrets um, that's non-judgmental that person will be there for you no matter what. And I think there's a protective quality that these two sisters have, which is very true to what my sister and I have. We're fierce protectors of each other. And then even that, I mean, we we have a sequel called Proud Mouse that'll come out a year from now, but what that delves more into Kara Lee and how it feels for her to, to sort of grow up in the sister's shadow and what, what is her lane? What is, what is she going to carve out for herself and how she identifies not, you know, she's not inextricably linked to her sister all the time. Who is she? And I think that that was important for us to, to explore as well. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. The sisters is, you know, the other thing is that moment where the little sister says, but you've always been big and loud to me. You know, like she's she's so confused because this is her big sister who's bulky and bigger. Um, so this idea that she's sobbing and so sad because she's these things that the sister always knew she was. Um, you know, like it's just so beautiful because you know she doesn't get that it's she literally got bigger. You know, and and things blew all over the place. You know, this is this is the person she's admired forever. And um, that whole sequence where Dee is walking next to the towering evergreens and then next to the buttercups and next to the ant, and you get to see sort of how a size is relative, right? So it shouldn't, it shouldn't really matter 
anyway. And then this is the text that kind of says, wait a minute. There's this beautiful moment, though, where a little bit later on, you know, Ren is even so mesmerized by Dee's voice and and so proud that Dee sang out loud that there's the mention that Ren didn't even mind that the 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 artwork had blown. And I just love those little elements of humor and compassion from from your peers is, is sort of woven throughout, too. Well, and it's actually, I think, because she gets bigger, so her, her butt erases some of the <laughs> some of the drawing and you know we went back and forth on that because as a teacher and a mother of two um and, and a stepson three very kind of quirky boys uh, he's like he's one of my favorite characters because the fact that he would sort of hyper focus on this drawing and lose track that it's been going on and on and on but he's got to get the details right and all this stuff like I love this character so much <laughs> You know, but um, but they're also like, you know, sitting there. And then so it's not that his talent is, is you know, any different than, you know, than singing, but he's a different human being. So he's going to embody it differently and people are going to respond differently. And, you know, so um, I love that he kind of gets that he gets that and then he's able to still enjoy it. And uh, and like I said, he his character comes from a place of deep, deep love for a number of students that he reminded me of and my own children. It was a real choice. If I came from a lot of my own experience, I was I had a lot of there were a lot of kids that weren't so nice to me. And, you know, a specific girl I grew up with that was a little older and was a singer, too. But she just was so competitive with me. And um, she started bullying me and all her friends and people would laugh. There'd be boys that would laugh. So originally I that was um, sort of loaded for me. And, but it was Kara that said, well, then let's re rewrite that experience. Let's show a bunch of kids that are supportive of one another and enjoy seeing us. So let's mirror that. That's the kind of stuff in the collaboration that I think made all this much better than if I had done it. I love that, that you got to rewrite that part of the story. And I think that is the power of children's books is when we we share them with kids, we show them how things can be. You know, you can read a, a history book and you can learn from that of how how not to be, or maybe it was a game changer, a powerful woman who made a change in the world. Like there are these incredible things. And then there's the power of a story that yours is fiction, but it's actually also a truth. And you can show children like how to be and how they can be. And, and you hope that they pick up on those little nuggets. You know, I love that. And that does bring us to the illustrator, Jacqueline Sinquette. She's, we were very inspired by the Richard Scarry books when we, when we were little. I love those illustrations. I would read those books with my son all the time. One, because the monotony of a parent reading the same book over and over and over, it's fun to be able to discover new little details in illustrations, but also the humor and also learning that uh, great illustrators can add so much or, or actually allow for the text to be edited and you can see it more in the visual. But we knew it was a specific kind of illustrator we wanted, someone that was going to be 
uh, how do we say, Carol, like painterly and, and whimsical and have a beauty, but also have humor. And we really wanted someone that understood all these ancillary characters. So she finds the humor in just little things, little details throughout the book, like our, our horse who always wears a unicorn headband because she wishes she was a unicorn. <laughs> and then, uh, when the wind blows, you see the unicorn headband flying on, you know, little things that she, she understood that we were sort of intuiting as well. Yeah. Jacqueline Sinquette did an amazing job. And just the way she, she shows D getting Laja and like D elevating from the ground when she really does truly feel free to be as loud as she wants to. And um, yeah, the artwork is incredible. I really want to talk about the word choices because there are some really spectacular (laughs) and tip top words in there. And then there's also the refrain and I actually am hoping that maybe Adina would share the refrain because I I kind of imagine she has a way of of saying it that would be way better than I did. But I love the refrain. And anyway, I want to hear more about the, the word choices. And it's definitely intentional that there are some bigger words in there. So who wants to go first? Well, Kara can talk. She should talk to how she made each teacher specific lover of certain words. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I usually have a word in my classroom for juicy words, you know, just like just the ones that really hit the nail on the, hit the nail on the head, you know, um, and are precise and or fun. And so I wanted I don't know what reading level the text is at from a from a reader's perspective, even though it's targeted for preschool to second graders, few preschool readers can access the level of text in that book. And yet I still, you know, want them to hear that vocabulary. Um, so much of books that are read aloud is about taking away the, the part of your brain that has to decode words and just just working with the comprehension or just working with the social and emotional piece of it. And so, or the vocabulary, kids should still be surrounded with that great vocabulary, even if they can't read that word. And so, you know, um, that would be me using big words like that in the classroom. So she says spectacular. What does she say at the end? Unprecedented. Um, (laughs) And then I think it was recommended that I do a little more of that. And so we, um, that's when we were like, okay, and I've got the hummingbird and well, he's so fast and sped up, right? Which is like zoom, zoom, zoom. So all his words should be like really short and to the point. And so he's always tipped up. And, and of course the music teacher, he could have been Italian saying Italian words, but there was something that I just enjoyed something more humorous about just maybe this, um, I forget what kind of animal is he? Is he like an anteater or something? I, what the, I um, anyway, but he, um, from New Jersey who, you know, he sees himself as this great, you know, musician, and he just speaks with these great Italian words all the time, but he's not Italian. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the music teacher animal is kind of open for interpretation, to be honest. Like you, you could probably assign a couple of different animals to him. <laughs> but I, I loved as well that he used the word um, fortissimo, which is to be louder. And he's encouraging Dee to sing louder, but then it's noted right sort of right on below that you know d was asked to be quiet and to fit back in with the chorus so like these words are fantastic and they 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 lend themselves to being read aloud but they're not just there to you know be spectacular words they're they're there to really demonstrate the power of each little part of the story so yes thank you 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 said it better than i mr dimple (laughs) 
Yes, Mr. Dimple. I just. <laughs> so, Adina, do you want to share us? Um, yes, the, but the I, I. This is the 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 conundrum, as that Kara put in my head. That so, I I wrote a song even that we're going to release um, right before the book, and then Kara was like, "Okay, but now everyone's going to think they have to sound like you when they when they sing it," and so. <laughs> Um, my intention was not to intimidate, but to inspire everyone to sing loud and proud. So yeah, so hopefully people, you know, don't feel stifled and they just enjoy the song. But I hear it as, yeah, with my tail in my hand and my whiskers out proud, I sing it big, I sing it la 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 la. That's it. You don't have to sing it like that. <laughs> well, I'm just really glad that I had you uh, share the refrain. That was beautiful. And I just love, I love what it brings to the story. Well, I am just so grateful for this time that we've had to together. I want to thank you so much for writing a book that demonstrates to kids that the best thing that they can be in the world is themselves. And I don't know a single human who couldn't do with a self-esteem boost from time to time. So I do not doubt that there will be so many grown-ups reading this with their kids that are going to take away that message for themselves too. And I just think it's going to be such, such a fun read aloud for parents and for classrooms. And I just want to really thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Appreciate it. I don't know about you, but I still cannot believe that Dina Menzel sang just for us. That was awesome. I just want you to know that I have put in the show notes a link to download the full song. And there's also a link to an adorable lyric video that has artwork from the book with the song. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for joining us on this quest for growing readers. Be sure to check out our show notes. You'll find links to order a copy of Loud Mouse by Adina Menzel and Cara Menzel. If you like this show, remember you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, Chromecast, Spotify, or anywhere else you enjoy listening. Subscribe to the show to get new episodes as soon as they launch. If you're enjoying our book chats, please leave us a review. And while you're at it, tell a friend to come and have a listen. The Growing Readers Podcast is a production of the Children's Book Review. To discover more fantastic books, just like Loud Mouse, I hope you'll visit us at thechildrensbookreview.com.